Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got the whole gang of chatters. We have Lauren, Sharpie, and Steve. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Hello. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. How's it going? How's it going? Hiya. Hiya. Everyone doing all right? I, yes. Ducky, peachy, and fine. Oh, he covered it all. We're good. See you later. Who's Ducky? I don't know. Isn't Lauren usually Ducky or Peachy? She's Peachy. I'm Peachy. Yeah. Well, maybe Lisa's Ducky. I don't know. Anyway. Lisa does not ask herself how she is. How are you doing, Lisa? Usually Steve will ask me. I'm doing all right. Good job. Oh, yeah. It's Brookie's birthday. Brooke, yeah. And it's one day past Steve's birthday. Yeah. It's all, it's a awesome month. Happy birthday, Steve. Thank you. Thank you so much. Woohoo. I know. I'm getting up there. <laughs> One more year. Or what? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you just aged another year? Yes. Yes, you did. That happens. It's better than the alternative. So I'm I'm happy to have the birthday. Yeah. And and again, there there's no F in birthday. There isn't? No. I don't even know that I, I put an F in, you birth, in put- birth. You you it's birthday. Birthday. As birthday you, is much easier than birthday. <laughs> okay. All right. We've got some news for you today. And let's just start this off with Sharpie. You want to run with this? I'm going to take it and run with it. Okay. So Disney has introduced uh, a new vegan plant-based menu. Uh, and, and there are a lot of different options all over property uh so if you if you're familiar with the the whole movement of uh, plant-based uh what i'm going to call meat substitutes or meat replacements or meat stand-ins or meat likes i don't know mm. uh, but there are all new different things that are offered uh across the property and this they're the vast majority of them are true vegan. Uh, a lot of them are just plant-based, but they still may have some meat products in them. So you, if, if you are a true vegan, you're still going to want uh, to pay very close attention to the menu uh, or even ask to read the options. Uh, so at 50s prime time for lunch and dinner, uh, there are three three options there on the menu. There's cousin Amy's iceberg lettuce wedge, which of course, you know, yeah. Oh, I love salad. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah. Wedge salads are so good. But then there's also cousin Harold's vegetable garden, uh, which features different selections of, of a plant-based option. Uh, and th- they tend to rotate those about every week or so. They will have something different. Uh, sometimes it, it's a little bit longer than that. Uh, but then, of course, the plant-based dessert option is the traditional warm apple crisp, which you've, you've never had that at 50s prime time. It is delicious. Hmm. So I am a huge apple crisp and apple crumble fan. Over at ABC Commissary, there is the California Burger, uh, which is a seared, farm-fresh, plant-based burger with sriracha, mustard, uh, balsamic glaze, grilled peppers, and onions with a mayonnaise, in, in quotes, ketchup blend. Oh. Uh, still, it is a, a, a vegan option, uh, so it isn't true mayonnaise. It is a mayonnaise ketchup blend uh, with lettuce and tomato on a brioche bun with french fries. 
Uh, and the important, or they're, they're not important, but interesting thing here is that uh, the price point for the California burger is twelve ninety nine, uh, and then the price point for the third pound Angus bacon cheeseburger is eleven ninety nine. So you're paying about a dollar more for 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 the for the plant based meat substitute than you do for a third of a pound Angus bacon cheeseburger. So interesting, higher price point. Um, and then for dinner, they offer the California burger and then they offer a Mediterranean hummus salad. Uh, Backlot Express for lunch and dinner. Their options are two sons hummus. Uh, so you get uh, red pepper hummus, chickpea hummus uh, with cucumber, tomato, fried chickpeas, uh, and that's served with a spring mix for $9.99. I think that's that's a good value uh, for, for, for a Disney meal. And it looks looks delicious. It comes with three three little uh, what what I would call portable pitas, <laughs> the little uh, little, little tiny uh, little yeah. tiny pitas. Uh, and then at Docking Bay 7. Uh, which is over in Batu in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, they are offering the Felution Garden Spread, which is twelve ninety nine, uh, and that's uh, it's a, a, a plant based kefta, um, and then a hummus, and then a, a, a tomato cucumber relish. So it's very uh, very Greek in, in it in its in its influence. And then at Fairfax Fair, which is actually one of my favorite table service restaurants at the parks. Um, this isn't totally not plant-based, but I've always been a huge fan of the fajita combo platter. Uh, but they offer the, the Southwest bowl. Um, and exactly what you would think the, the Southwest bowl, it's, um, hot and spicy, uh, different, different rice and, uh, other other plant-based options in there. Uh, and then over at Hollywood and Vine for breakfast, um, they offer uh, zucchini strata, uh, plant-based eggs, uh, breakfast cereals and oatmeal, uh, red pepper, uh, roasted red potatoes and onion. Uh, and then they also offer fresh fruit. And, and because it's a buffet, you're going to find different things there uh, from time to time. And then at Hollywood and Vine for lunch and dinner, uh, you can very easily pick up uh, their menu options. Uh, and then that's uh, from day to day, they're going to have vegetable soup, apple, kale, and cranberry salad, uh, Brussels sprouts, uh, roasted cauliflower, wild rice pilaf, uh, and then a three bean quinoa cake. A blueberry cobbler hmm. uh, and then of course once again because it is a buffet they're going to offer different options from time to time uh, and over at brown derby uh, they have a a separate section on the menu for their super salad of the stars uh, their their ginger lemongrass faux um, and then the chocolate coconut cake is a vegan option uh, at mama melrose's minestrone soup Baked arancini, which I love arancini, but I haven't had it at Mama Rail Melrose's. I've had it several other places at, at Disney property, though. And then they have a polenta cake, uh, mushroom and herbed cauliflower, uh, cappuccino affogato for $9, and a lemon sorbet. Uh, and Pizza Rizzo also offers uh, several different options. They offer the, the hot Italian sausage sub Uh no, it is not traditional sausage. It is beyond hot Italian sausage. So mm. it's the the beyond the beyond burger 
from from that from the same company. Uh, and then Sci-Fi Dine-In also offers a couple different options. They offer the island cake, uh, the Szechuan lettuce wraps, and the cookie shake is a vegan option. So you can get a vegan uh, uh, a cookie shake. Sounds shake, like which yeah. is interesting. Uh, and then at Woody's Lunchbox, they have plant-based tachos, uh, which is their uh, tater tot-based nachos. Uh, and then, of course, potato barrels, pretty mm. much the same thing as uh, <laughs> so- the tachos, except without the toppings. Uh, and then finally at the drink carts, they offer a few different options. They offer a pineapple cup, uh, whole fruit, uh, and then that's – that kind of wraps it up. So the one one thing to to, to remember uh, about Disney's menus is they also they they all have the different things that indicate they're for the dining plan. Uh, but there's also the new leaf option, which indicates that it is a a vegan or a plant based option. Uh, so you would need to inquire whether it is true vegan or whether it is plant based. Um, but typically, the items with the leaf, uh, it does not contain animal meat, dairy, eggs, or honey. So, so do you think that the all these new offerings are are going to be welcome? Do you think that there are that many people demanding these vegan dishes? I think there are a lot of people who are consciously avoiding meat. A lot more than there used to be. Uh, I think there is a greater awareness, of course, in our society about not only the health impacts of eating meat, but also the environmental impacts of eating meat. Uh, and I believe uh, personally, and, and I mean this this is just from a lot of the reading and stuff that I, I've done um, on, on the topic, is just that there are more people objecting to consumption of meat based on uh, an ecological or an environmental or global warming or climate change perspective than there are specifically dealing with j- just the 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 moral implications yeah. of consuming meat. Yeah. Okay. Have you have you had I haven't had one of these beyond or impossible things yet uh burgers. Are they are they good? I know the media says they're great but really uh, then I hear people some people try them and they're like yeah they're they're I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the traditional garden burger. Yep. Uh, I've always loved them. I, I love to do uh, just a little bit of uh, not even not even a, a teaspoon of olive oil in a skillet and mm-hmm. kind of what you would traditionally consider sear them on on both sides. Yeah. Uh, but I've always I've always enjoyed eating those. Uh, and every vegetarian dish that I've ever ordered at Disney has been out of this world phenomenal, flavorful. That's good. So. I think Disney does – if you are a vegetarian, I think Disney does a really, really great job uh, not only making sure that there are sufficient options on the menu, but also that those are not very quick default options. Yeah. It's it's new, imaginative, innovative, and creative ways of cooking. So yeah. it's just something – if you are – if you're a vegetarian, if you're a vegan – you're not going to have to worry about going hungry. Uh, if nothing else, the the popcorn is vegan. <laughs> so okay. You can always eat your your fill of uh, fill of, of grain through popcorn. There you go. But well, Disneyland has always been great. Just 
for from when we go to California Disneyland uh, with just menu options, healthier options. It's a local park, so you don't want to always go and just eat junk food, you know, because you're really going to a theme park. So they have, I found that, you know, everything from quick service to table service over there, they seem to have a lot of healthy options. So it's nice to see some nice healthy options coming to the Walt Disney World side. And some yeah, they've options. always had those. They, yeah. They've always been a little bit ahead of the game, I think, over there. Yeah. All right. So we got some vegan options. We'll just have to try one of those burgers and see if they... If you've tried one, go to the Mouse Chat uh, Facebook community and let us know what your favorite vegan thing was. If you tried the Impossible or, or whatever they're calling the burger. I don't even know if it's Impossible or Beyond or if it's a, ver- a version of any of those. Um, but if you tried one of the plant-based... Uh, things, burgers or sausages or whatever. Uh, let us know what you thought. It'd be interesting. See what they're like. What's up? You're up. Oh, I'm up. Oh, well, mine's quick. And depending on when the story comes out, you'll be like, oh, that's old news. Um, so maybe we'll put this up earlier. But the Skyliner, which took a while to get going and everybody was, you know, kind of hesitant for one reason or, or another. It had a little mishap, and I, I'll tell you what I know. I'm sure Sharpie knows the whole story, but um, there was an issue, it sounds like, where a couple of the cars kind of got botched up uh, from one of the photos I saw, and it sounded like there was an issue with you know the cars going on to the cable, and it caused a few of them to kind of glung, you know, no, no injuries, but they kind of got bunched up together so that stopped the line Little aerial traffic jam yeah so then they stopped and i from looking at the map it looks like i don't know how they run but it looks like there could be four separate lines the way i look at the map um so i don't know if they can just this stop. was the, the riviera caribbean beach one I think. okay so yeah the this riviera, was the Epcot yeah. line yeah. yeah so then it was stopped for a couple of hours so then that was our kind of fear of, you know, what do they do when it stopped? Yeah, like an evac? To get there were people the- trapped up to three hours. Ugh. Yeah. So I would have had a panic attack. Okay. I'm not going so to. I can't. You would. I, there's no way. I, I Disney communicated to the to the yeah. cars that 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 they could that the individuals in the cars could deploy their their emergency kits. Yeah. Uh, and the con I found the the contents of the emergency <laughs> kits to be that. a little little on the hilarious side. Uh, yeah. There was little pouches of drinking water. Uh, there there were a few like basic necessities, and there was a little notebook with no pen. Is that what I, I thought? I heard there was no pen. <laughs> like, so was this like last will and testament? I was thinking, a, yeah, a will. Well, I figured they what could was, the notebook. I figured. The notebook for? Well, the notebook is for if you wanted to do a message, so you, you could, could write take notes it. for your for no. your. You could take a lawsuit. You, you could no. <laughs> you could write a note and you could you could drop it out the window if you had to. You know what I mean? Give it to a bird and hope the bird no, passes it, it just on falls, like, It just falls down. Here? It just falls down to the people maybe, below. Maybe you can get an owl to dispatch. Oh, from, uh, yes. But if you're, the, the, if, you're, if you're over the water, that's never going to pan out. Well, there was a, Yeah, they need to put a plastic bag in there, too. There you go. We just they fixed, forgot the plastic we bag. We fixed the problem there. Yeah, well, the plastic bag was for body See? fluids. There was that bag. You could use that for body fluids or to put your note in and drop it out the window. Either way, so I if it's- I have to tell you, I was a little leery. I'm afraid of heights. 
Ugh, well, you're never going on them now. So I was a little leery of them. I was going to try it once. I was going to try to pick the shortest route and, and try it. Now, I, <laughs> I don't uh, know if I can do it now. <laughs> well, now they're, now they're not running. I, don't, I haven't heard any news of when they will be back up and running. I mean, they have these things everywhere, and they have them everywhere where they can add cars. Because some people were saying, well, maybe because they can add and take cars off for the handicap line, that that was a new thing and they had issues with it. But I, I saw where, you know, they have all the storage of the extra cars or the cars that are out of service or being fixed or whatever. So they take cars on and off or for capacity. So they have the ability to add and remove cars to these systems already. But the way they clamp on, but they've, you know, they've done that for years and years and years anyway. So I don't know how evidently something well, didn't line there up. There were a few theories. And one of those theories uh, yeah. was, I believe, put out by someone in the Disney realm. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was that there was a power failure. Uh, that would, that could do it. And that as that, as the car was launching the line, it did not have sufficient uh, momentum in order for the, uh, for the, for the mechanism to grasp the cable. And so instead of going up onto the cable, it slid back down the cable, which caused, uh, it could make, which it could caused be. a collision. Yep. But I don't know. I don't know if I believe that or not. Hmm. I, I mean, I don't know if I honestly. I don't know if it's true. It, it's it's entirely speculation yeah. based on a few different things that I've picked up. Um, the, initially, what I thought may have happened was they were taking a car off the line to load an ECV or a wheelchair uh, or another uh, accessible guest into one of the the cars, and there was a malfunction with move moving it from. The, the exchange line uh, where it just passes through the station uh, on the overhead wheels. Uh, but, but, but apparently that, that wasn't the case. So there weren't cars that came into the station did not collide. It was a, a car that was leaving was the station going. that slid back down the line or did not so it didn't... sufficiently have enough momentum to leave the line. Yeah, because they but, but they the collision didn't happen on the intake; it happened on the exit. Yeah, because they they like the metal thing like clamps onto the cable on the top, and I guess if it doesn't clamp all the way, it, w- it would just slide down like a, you know, like you see in those movies where they they take a scarf or something and they wrap it around a line and they go s- flying out the building. Indiana Jones. Yeah, like Indiana Jones style. So because so, the, the thing to remember with how the system works is when. I, I, I like to call them pods. When the pods come into the station, they leave the line. They go on to a series of, of motorized wheels above. Yeah. Uh, and though that wheel structure, wheel system drives the cable, the loose cars through the station and the line continues to circulate on the front portion of the station. So once those cars move through at that slower pace for loading, they either have the option of switching off the uh, line yeah. for uh, accessible loading or for going around to the other side, which at most stations is where the cars will then load prior to departure. So as the cars approach the end of that platform, they begin to pick up speed to match the speed of the line. I gotcha. So the the, the, the Doppelmeyer system is is 
decades old. I mean, of course, there have been developments on the, the mechanism itself. Uh, and, and of course, but it, I find it very hard to believe that Disney and, and I had this 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 conversation with Damon. Uh, I, I find it hard to believe that there isn't a redundancy system to prevent the cars from coming back into the station. Just it seems counterculture to Disney's over-engineering of critical systems. It just it it kind of flies in in the face of what they would yeah. normally do. Well, but, it's a pre-built thing, and they've got it everywhere. But you would think that somewhere along the line that someone would have had a power outage, and this issue would have happened instead of like week two at Disney or something. Oh, I don't know. It's not good. But hopefully, it gets. You know, they had the monorail accident, so I'm sure they're sensitive to the transportation thing. And it's not easy to evacuate. I mean, in the monorail, they can push a monorail down the, the thing and get people off. They're, this, they're all individual. And if you can't move the line, there are, you got to do them all one by one and take forever. It's a lot of little cars to hit one by one if you can't get the thing moving again. Ugh. Well. All right. Anyways. So, we, we still haven't been on it yet. No, we need to get back down. I will go. I will still ride it. I will still ride it. But it's uh, yeah. very interesting. I, I've that. never had any qualms about riding it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it is going to cause a lot of guests to think twice about riding it. Those who were on the fence to start with. Yeah. Are going to spend more time on the yeah, exactly. Still on the fence. Yeah. We'll be more on the fence. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. All right. Okay. So. Lauren, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in and then I'm going to go to you. Sure. Okay. Um, so I'm going to head over to Hollywood Studios. And the Mickey's of Hollywood store is reopened. Yay! I like it. Yep. And so it looks like our business card logo there. It does. It's got that feel to it. Yeah, it absolutely does, which is cool because we were going for kind of a, a retro... Yeah, anyway, nineteen twenties anyway. style of architecture, yeah, and Art Deco feel. Okay, so um, Mickey's of Hollywood is on Hollywood Boulevard, and the newly imagined store is now open again. And uh, what we have just recently, we had Keystone Clothiers and Legends of Hollywood. They reopened, and so now Mickey's of Hollywood is following with their reopening. Um, as Steve said, it's, it's got this Hollywood glam feel to it. Uh, it, it definitely captured it in my opinion. The, the ceiling is kind of cool because it's got these squares, kind of checkerboard squares and it's got some gold tones up there. So it's just kind of a classy retro feeling. Um, and it's also where you're going to find, as far as Hollywood studios goes, you're going to find a lot of your, Halloween merchandise, your Disney Halloween merchandise, as well as your flavor of the month, color of the month, um, Arendelle Aqua. So they've got a good selection of both the Halloween and the uh, Aqua merchandise there. Yeah, this is your kind of general store, like like the Emporium, I would I would say yeah, over it's your at Magic Town. But it looks nice. It's, they've definitely cleaned them up. They're not as crammed, it looks like. You know, it's kind of like what they did yeah, with the World noticed, of Disney. I noticed that, too. There's so much floor space for walking. It's not, you know, 
fixture, fixture, fixture everywhere you turn, um, there, there looks like there's a lot of room for, for walking and, and traffic. Yeah. So it looks nice. We'll have to go there next time. I'm sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> More oh, that's happening. Disney yeah. merchandise. Yeah. I can't help myself. So, all right, Lauren, your turn. Yes. So, um, okay. Enchanted Rose Lounge at the Grand Floridian has opened. It actually did not take that long to to redo this lounge. So the former Meisner's, which I loved, is now the Enchanted Rose Lounge. And it looks like they took out part of one of the stores on the right side and made this a much larger venue. The bar is much larger. So you it's actually a looks like a horseshoe shape now. And they've put in like pub tables, but like nicer pub tables and just a bigger space. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Uh the decor looks beautiful. The food looks beautiful. I'm sure the drinks are great. Um they do have they're gonna be open from 1 p.m. until midnight. Mm. And then they're serving food, I believe, from I think it's five o'clock to 10 o'clock. They're going to serve like snacks, starters. So they have a, a multitude of things. They have like a flatbread. They have a cheese platter. Uh, they have an octopus salad. It looks like caviar, short rib sliders, truffle fries, shrimp, Ooh. and crab, crab and gnocchi gratin. And then they've got all their featured cocktails. So it looks really interesting. Looks really nice. I cannot wait. I my next trip is with my daughters. There's a very good chance I'm going to have to take them there. <laughs> They're 18 now, though, so that's okay, right? You can they can still go and hang out. It's so it's where Meisner's Lounge used to be on the what is that? That's the second floor, second floor behind the, grand the piano. Floor, yeah, behind the the band there. Yep. Um, and then there used to be next to it on the right, if you're facing the band, there was a men's clothing store, if I remember correct, because I think the women's is on the first floor. So so and they. It, Got rid of the men's clothing and Meisner's and made it into one big space. Yep. And it's all themed after Beauty and the Beast, if you didn't know that. It looks fabulous. They did it in all like blues and, and green tones and it looks beautiful. Yeah, there's some nice windows up there if they kept mm -hmm. all that. So you got some nice views. You're right next to I the band. I think I saw where you can go outside too. Yeah, they had, they never utilized that. So that's probably good too. They have the... um. Those deck, like porch. The deck seating, yeah. Yeah, out outside. there. So now that that fits in perfectly that nobody ever used up there. The teddy bear lady used to hang out in one of those kind of lounge areas right up in there. Yeah. Um, well, she used to hang out there. more when you go go up the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Right, the left. right, right by used the to hang there Yeah. Usually. So that area, I think, is still there. Um, that's going to be nice. We'll have to go. I'm all yeah, about the lounges. I love the truffle fries. I can do some truffle fries. I can do some truffle fries. Mm. Are those going to be like the ones out in California? We had truffle fries somewhere. They, they were at um, New Orleans Cafe. Oh, yeah. Those are so good. With the Parmesan? Oh, yes. Are they, I hope they're going to be like that. Those are amazing. And the beignets and those truffle fries over in Disneyland. Okay. So New quick, Orleans Square. Quick tangent. Yesterday, we go out to dinner for Steve's birthday, and we go to this local Italian place. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's just yumville. And uh, we were talking, we saw the table next to us was um, some friends we knew. 
and talking that, you know, today's Steve's birthday and tomorrow's Brooke's birthday. So birthday, birthday, birthday talk. And the waitress obviously heard this. And she comes out when we're close to, to done with this huge plate of like Italian beignets so with the good. powdered sugar and the little Ooh. and Steve's eyes. They were up. so good. I didn't even know they made kept, these things. And he kept saying he was so stuffed. And then he just kept shoving them in his mouth. Well, there were so many. I felt like I had to eat. I had to eat like oh, a lot to make it look like it, it was them to go to waste. Obligatory. Well, Naturally. I felt like, yeah. like no, I had to eat a lot of them because I had to at least make it look like some of them were eaten because otherwise there were so many <laughs> that it looked like I didn't eat any. No, it was, they were really good. Oh, but they were uh, so yeah, good. speaking of the beignets, I had no idea they even made such a thing. Yeah. We're like, is this on the menu? Took over 50 years to figure this out. And now I'm excited. 50 years. Yeah. Wow. So didn't take long at all. So, mm. Yes. But they were really good. They were. Except we took them home and then. It does, they don't, they don't last. They don't keep. You gotta eat them, <laughs> no. you gotta eat them there. The powdered sugar turns into to nothing. Like a glaze. Yeah. So yes. It just isn't the same, but they were really good. So that was a nice little surprise. I like that. That was nice. Okay. I have a question and you guys will know this. Um, beignets, are they, are they typically hollow in the middle or are they kind of meaty through and through? Doughy. Uh, I feel like it's a little of both. Yeah, there it, it is. A, it's a, I believe, and, and 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 I hate to speculate here. I believe that a beignet is a yeast pastry, so there is going to be a lot of air typically in them. Yeah, because that's how these were. They were good but and chewy. Would you call them hollow, or would you just call them donutty and airy? But they're not like donutty a, and airy. I would like not a call them hollow. Donut. They're not like a glazed donut. I don't believe where no. they have a where they have stuff in them. No, 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 no. They're just like the but outer was, shell of a glazed. Donut. I was surprised. It was kind of like an empty pizza roll. Yeah. So yeah, this had nothing getting, in the middle. It was unusual, but it was still yummy. But, but Steve's like, it's are. just like a because beignet. Krispy Kreme is a yeast donut. Right. So oh. that that kind of webby. Uh, yeah, that's oh, what I, I see what you say. Right. Oh, so it has something. Yeah, this these right. are completely it's not solid, like it's filled with something like custard. I got you. But it's not hollow, and these last night were hollow. So these are more like Italian beignets. I guess. Italian They don't deal with puffs. the stuff in the middle. They just like the outside. They were good. Anyway. Okay. So sorry about that. Are we on moving on to Disney uh promotions that are out right now? Uh we could. Okay, so we do have some Disney promotions that came out. Um, some of you have already jumped on board and you know all about it. But the first one, um, I know Lauren usually does this. So Lauren, help me if I mess this up. So we've got ah. Give the Gift of Magic. And this is a room discount where you can get anywhere between 10 and 25% off of your room portion. The... Travel dates for this are going to be January 1st through April 25th, 2020. You do need to book by January 1st to take advantage of this offer. And um, what's kind of cool about this room offer is if you go ahead and add a six-day or more park ticket, each person in the party, and of course everyone has to get the same ticket, everyone in the room would have to get a six or more day ticket. 
each person is going to get a $30 Disney gift card to use however you want. You know, built-in souvenir. How awesome is that? I know that we usually do like a $20, $25 souvenir every time we go, which adds up for the kids. So this would cover that. I kind of like that. But this would be for, of course, anyone that you buy a ticket for. If you have a two-year-old, you're not buying a ticket, you're not going to get that gift card. So it is directly tied to your And it all comes purchases. in one lump sum, I believe, per the reservation. Yes, one gift card. So yeah. you have to kind of keep track of everyone's allotment of, of gift card money. The interesting thing I thought was the exclusions were not created equal to what we've seen in the past. Little Mermaid was part of it. Mm-hmm. Unusual. French Quarter was part of it. So there were there were resorts that like room categories that you normally don't see and resorts that you normally don't see as part of the discount, which I thought was interesting. And nice. And there wasn't a lot of availability for Little Mermaid, but I did find one. Okay. Their their booking capacity or their booking volume is way down. I think I think Disney is entering a period right now where they they're struggling at the moment. And I and I don't want to like sound like doom and gloom here, but the the summer and late fall bookings that they had banked on uh, particularly late fall going into winter that they had banked on out of Galaxy's Edge didn't materialize. I agree. Yeah. Well, that's good for discounts. I mean, that's the one advantage. So if you're looking to go, I, I don't think you have to worry about being worried about the crowds. So that's good. And then they've got um, the other offer, which did you, you didn't do the other offer yet, right? No. The other offer is even no. better. Okay. Well, why don't I tell you about the other offer? The other offer is the Kids Delicious Dining Offer, and this requires a minimum three-night stay, and it's uh, going to be a room tickets and dining package. And so whatever dining plan you get, your true child, a three- to nine-year-old, not teenagers, it's, it's their youth category, um, three- to nine-year-olds are going to get their dining free. And of course, once again, everyone's going to be on the same dining plan within the room. So if you're on um, quick service, the kids will get free quick service. If you're on the deluxe dining, the kids will get free deluxe dining. So it is matched up. And travel window on this is also going to start on January 1st. This goes through March 7th, 2020. And the booking has to be made and deposited by January 1st, 2020. And this one also includes a voucher for a stroller rental. Yeah, for length of stay. A hmm. one in park five by seven photo. Mm-hmm. And a merchandise bag, which includes a plush book and two treats per room. What kind which of book is interesting? Is, is that an autograph book or a reading book? It does or? not say. Yeah, I don't know if anyone found out. Yeah, they're definitely plussing up these packages more than. I uh, like but the that's, plus. It's a hidden plus. It's not really an advertised plus, which yeah. I think is interesting. Yeah, no one's really aware of that part. Um, the stroller is definitely a good savings if you do that. Um, Especially since they recent since Disney recently yeah. changed their stroller policies, not allowing the delivery of third party strollers. I think we're going to see more of this 
stroller offer included with bookings. Well, yeah, it doesn't cost them anything. It's a great offer. Right. So here's my thing on this. So Disney historically for years now has done the stay play dine offer for this time period. And now we're seeing this kids free dining plan, which when you're looking at a value resort and you have two kids in the room, it's a nice savings if you have the dining plan already. So it's, it's not a bad deal at all. The stay play dine was a great offer because it was a little bit of a discount for everybody in the party on room tickets and dining. So everybody got a little piece of that pie. Uh, this time it's just the kids free dining. I'm wondering if this is where we're going in the future. I personally believe that this is free dining 2.0 minus the adult size savings, giving you kid size savings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause when you look at, you look at the kids, the cost of a kid's meal plan for one night for 2020 is, let's say it's $30 for plus dining 26 for quick. So you're looking at for a five night stay about $120 a kid, which when you look at a value resort discount, it's 10% on the room only. It's usually 60 bucks. Yeah. So it's not, it's a much better deal for a value resort where it's not going to be as if you're looking at mods and um, deluxe. Mm. So it really depends. It's interesting, but they did put out, a bounce back free dining offer that if you book by October 31st, if you're there now and you book for by October 31st, this, the select dates are like really limited. It's, it's summer, it's late spring and summer in December, which I also find that interesting. So I know there's what, so there's a military offer out too, right? Let's go. There is indeed. I don't remember this. I don't have you know the, the specifics in front of me. Uh, I mean, it is somewhat a renewal of what they've always offered. Um, hold on. Didn't know I was going to cover that just a second. That's all right. I know there's a military. There's a Lisa's got it right here, too. I think she just scrolled by it. Um, well, there, there are a couple on here. We have a Florida yeah. resident offer. So you're definitely going to want to cover annual pass offer through April. Military for 2020 is out. So just don't forget if you are military or if you are an annual pass holder, there are discounts to be had. Uh, just ask. They're not always as publicized as other offers. Always ask. Yeah. Florida resident. Disneyland um, has some uh, deals going on. Uh, yeah, the Disney ways. Armed Forces Salute ticket offers half off the regular price and Disney Resort rooms up to 30 to 40%. So usually that means value resorts 30%, uh, deluxe resorts are up to 40% off. So if you are eligible uh, for uh, the uh, military rate, which for a quick rundown, uh, it includes uh, active members of the military, reserve, National Guard, Coast Guard, uh, Commission Corps of the Public Health Service, uh, and Commission Corps of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Uh, and then it also includes retired, active, reserve, National Guard, Coast Guard, and then the same two 
Public Health Service and NOAA. Uh, and then 100% uh, service-connected disability. Uh, so as long as they have their um, uh, DAV PRM code of their military issue ID, it qualifies uh, spouses, unremarried widows, uh, and then foreign partners and coalition partners. Yeah. So you know what's just a, a quick rundown. Another fun discount that a lot of people don't know about is the PIN code. And this is something that is completely unique to you, the, the Disney traveler. So sometimes you have this code and you don't even know it. So you've got this hidden discount. You just have to ask, uh, check with Sharpie or with Lauren. And they can always check to see if you have a pin code. It, if you've ever been to Disney, you could be eligible. If you've ever uh, signed up for emails or promotions, you could be on that list. So they do this. They've got some kind of madness to their methods, but um, they're out there. You never know. And the thing to remember is if you've moved recently, uh, and you are trying to find if you have a pin code, make sure that you have your your former addresses because your pin code could be under a former address, not your current address. Mm. Hey, it's and still valid, even if it's not your current mailing address. The pin code could still be valid because it's attached to your name. They just have to look it up based on an older address. Yeah. And circling back real quick to military, if you're going to go to Shades of Green, which is a uh, the military, uh, I guess, owned or run hotel. Yes, uh, leased from Disney, but it's run by uh, yeah. Department of Defense. It used to be the Disney Inn on the golf course, and now it's Shades of Green um, because there's military rates there to stay there. Um, but more often than not, if you contact us here, we can usually get you uh, something comparable or better priced uh, just on a military rate or sometimes even without a military rate on just some of the different uh, discounts and packages that we have available. And then they also come with Disney transportation versus the shades of green transportation and some other, some other things like that. So they, we can run both or we can run the price on military rate, the regular rate, and then you can compare it to shades of green. And uh, I think more often than not, usually the, the prices are kind of better staying at a Disney owned resort. I think with the promotions that they have, yes. Yeah. But a lot of people enjoy Shades of Green and uh, they they feel comfortable there. But if you're looking to to save, it may or may not save money because you've got those discounts. So mm -hmm. check. Always check and compare and figure out which one's better for you. And the thing about the pricing with Shades of Green, it is tied to the... Um, Service level or rank? To, yeah, to the rank of, of the member of the military who is the qualifying member. So is based on rank. Right. Well, I'm going to pull rank here and end the show. <laughs> well, we got through with just one or maybe two puns and one was from you. All right. Good job. I'll take it. All right. So I'd like to wrap up the show and thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you enjoy listening to the shows, go ahead and ask Siri to find some more for you. She'll get them pulled up. If you have comments or questions, you can send those to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time here on Mousechat.